it's episode three of the Generation Zen podcast. And today, technology expert Andrew Gilbert is joining me on the show today. Hello. And we're talking about next gen consoles, the ninth generation of consoles. And man, oh man, how has time flown, dude? Oh, yeah, I can just remember. Um... Uh, Grand Theft Auto, playing Grand Theft Auto on the Xbox One when it just came out. Yep, it feels like yesterday when uh, I woke up one morning for Christmas, and I opened the I opened the present, and it turned out to be the Xbox One, and that was the first year it came out, and it's crazy. I still have uh, the OG Xbox One, you know, the VCR looking thing, the big thing. That's oh the, yeah, that's the one I have. Yeah, that's the one I still use too, and it you know it still works well. For the amount of time I play on my Xbox One now compared to when I used to, it's fine because, you know, I mostly play on PC now, which we'll get to, and I play on Nintendo Switch. But, but these next-gen consoles, man, looking stacked. They're looking really nice. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> the hardware, uh, uh, the Xbox having Ryzen hardware, that's amazing. Well, yeah, we're going to get to the specs in a little while. And when these things are expected to release and stuff like that. But I first want to ask you, uh, how excited are you for the ninth generation of the consoles? Because for me, the eighth generation of consoles wasn't as big of an upgrade as I was really hoping for coming from seventh gen. I mean, we were playing Battlefield Five at like 900p when the console originally launched. And, you know, I was really excited for the Xbox One. I loved the system. I was so happy to get it on Christmas. And, and there was a lot of great games for it, like the original Titanfall I remember getting that when it came out and stuff. But mm-hmm. in terms of sheer power, it wasn't really a huge gameplay next generation. It was more of like, here's a here's a, coat, a fresh coat of paint. You know, here, here the yeah. graphics look a little better. So what are your thoughts on going to this generation of console and having these supposed to be really beefy and a huge upgrade? Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting because... Um, Will it get me away from? Will it get me away from the sole PC and Switch playing that I've been doing? I now that doesn't mean I haven't been playing uh, like uh, Sea of Thieves. Um, you can play the same account on both your Xbox and your PC, um, and there's a clear difference in graphics quality. Will they be able to get it closer to that with uh, some optimizations? Well, that's what's going to be crazy too, because what looks like these these specs, man. It looks like if you wanted to build a PC in 2020 with these specs, this is at least a $1,000 gaming PC. At least. And again, we're going to get to price speculation and things like that because I want to hear your thoughts on it. But in terms of uh, you know, in terms of hype, it's been rather quiet from Sony, and Microsoft re- revealed some pretty big information last week. But why do you not think that we're hearing a lot of information on Sony's perspective? Because for me, I think... Uh, the coronavirus has a lot to do with it because I don't know if these consoles are going to release in 2020 anymore. I'm not sure because I think a lot of technology that was supposed to come out this year is not going to. And that might, Mm -hmm. that honestly, that might include the iPhone that might include the next one plus phone that might include the Google pixel because Honestly, you can't put anything off the table anymore with with this thing going on because Italy is having a huge uh, infection problem. You know, they're playing soccer games with no people in them. Um, China is slowly recovering, but they're still trying to contain 
the uh, the outbreak over there. Uh, it, Japan closed public schools for a month. So this is getting really crazy. And obviously now in the in the United States, we're having issues in Los Angeles and the state of California declared a state of emergency and the city of emergency and other states are following suit. So it's very, very possible that these things won't come out until spring 2021. Yeah, I, and I think they'll probably try to shove them out, um, but they'll be at zero markdowns because um, they'll want to get it for the holiday because then everyone, every child who's in a middle-class household will be saying, I want this new console. Um, so they'll probably sell out at the full price uh, that they'll put it out at. And then after they get uh, more waves and they can actually stock shelves consistently, then they'll start doing um, their markdowns and stuff. Well, so do you think that this year we're going to see the release of the, of the of both consoles, even with the coronavirus? It depends on the stock. How much stock have they already made? Because I don't know um, if they've even started to manufacture these things yet. <sighs> you know, like, uh, yeah. uh, like what's – we don't really know, and – Factories are closing, you know. Factories are closing in China, I, and we're going to get to sources about that in a little while. Again, in terms of um, that kind of thing, but factories are closing, and people are forced to stay home in the lockdown because of this thing. So, I wouldn't honestly. I'm. I wouldn't shock me if the reason why we're not really hearing so much from Sony is because maybe they don't have any manufacturing started on the thing yet, and maybe Microsoft does. Maybe that's why they're putting out information. But maybe Sony's like, mm, maybe we can't release this thing in 2020, which would be really crazy. If if Microsoft was somehow able to release this this year and Sony can't, man, man, oh, man, this generation would be way more interesting. Yeah. Uh, will, will it excel as much or would people have given up and gone to PC? Right. So let's get into the specs now because we keep teasing at it. But uh, we know for sure what the specs are going to be for the Xbox Series X. And the rumors are that there's going to be two consoles that launch um, at some point in the future. But for now, this is the more powerful system and the one that we know about. So we saw it literally looks like a mini ITX build in terms of the case. It's a huge case. Yeah, it's actually it's bigger than the uh, the current. Uh, well, okay. So is Windows Center having? They have a CAD drawing of it um, that I've been looking at. It looks like it's the current generation of Xbox. It's like double the size. It's like they they went back to the same volume as the original Xbox One. Yeah, it's it's very possible because here's the thing, right? So the processor is going to be one of those new AMD Zen 2 based CPUs, right? And those those things get very hot. I don't know if you've seen builds with them before. I'm sure you have. Because you're the tech, you're yeah, the tech I've expert actually been here. Looking, <laughs> I've been actually looking at uh, some of them uh, to re uh, to build a new gaming rig, um, and it's like Intel. What do you got going on there? Yes, and I'm glad to see that it's AMD because with um, uh, with what they've been doing, it's and it's going to be awesome. And I'm just I'm just happy we're finally getting past those Jaguar CPUs because those Jag AMD Jaguar CPUs basically were the same from this or very similar from the from the uh, seventh generation to the eighth generation in terms of you know the Xbox. 
and and Sony followed yeah. suit because when they made their PlayStation Four, they they changed to the Jaguar because it was easier to develop on. But it wasn't nearly as big of an upgrade. They basically just did some they did some overclocking on them and, and used the newest version, and that was about it. It wasn't it wasn't as big of an upgrade as this because these these Zen two processors are beefy and they get very hot. So that's why they need it. They're probably gonna cool the hell out of these things in terms of um, yeah. you know fans and, oh. and who know who who knows what else is gonna be in here to cool it. I hope we don't go back to the red ring of death. I hope not because if that if that happens again, dude, that would be very scary for for this generation. But hopefully they worked it out with AMD to to cool these things because there's also gonna be an AMD graphics card in there as usual. It's kind of the trend over the past couple of years. So Microsoft also confirmed there's going to be 16 gigabytes of uh, of um, GDDR6 RAM, so that's going to be pretty interesting so, to see. Yeah, so actual an actual quantity, not just uh, something that could fit into a uh, a small phone. Now this is where things get very interesting. The storage on both the Sony uh, PlayStation Five and Microsoft's Xbox Series X. They're going to be a custom-based SSD. Well, SSD, hallelujah. <laughs> so what's going to be crazy about these custom their custom SSDs, though, that are designed for their games, and basically what's going to happen is that loading times, they said, are going to be cut significantly faster than the PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. Sony showed a demo a couple months ago where they played the new Spider-Man game on the PS5, and I think the loading time on the from the PS5 was like two seconds, and like the pull and the loading time on like the PlayStation 4 was like 16 or 17. So loading times are going to be super fast with these things, and we'll get to more features that we know from the Xbox as well. We'll just wait till Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out, and then we'll really know. <laughs> yeah, and, and well, I want to see what's going to happen from Halo Infinite, and again, we'll get to like exclusive games a little bit later. But they are keeping the uh, the Blu-ray drive as well. So GameStop can rejoice. They're going to be open for maybe an, another year. Who knows? But that's an, um, that's a selling point for me. It, the Having a Blu-ray drive, yeah. I feel like for me, even though they have optimized hardware, the Blu-ray drive says to me that it has a dual use. The Blu-ray itself is, um, especially a 4K Blu-ray, um, the data density is so is high enough. It's gonna probably be bigger than half the what's left over from the OS drive. Um, but the quality. Have you ever have you watched a Blu-ray recently, and then watched the DVD version right after it? No, not not on a 4K Blu-ray. No, not on a 4K Blu-ray player. If you have a half decent TV, there's a significant difference. And then with UHD becoming a th- uh, more of a mainstream thing, where all these people who had regular HD TVs are they're dying, and then they're replacing them. Getting your movie library is so nice. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see though, because I'm wondering if we'll still have to download games, because that's the other point I was going to get to about the SSD is we don't know the size of it, and if it's only a one terabyte SSD, that's gonna be kind of a problem especially how big these games are now let alone with next yeah. generation you know fit fitting games on the ssd is gonna be tight and i have a feeling that if we need expandable storage we're gonna have to buy proprietary ssd um you know usb drives from microsoft and sony because 
I don't think that they want a regular consumer plugging in like a random, you know, <laughs> a random hard drive that can, they can get on like, you know, Amazon or Walmart or something and being like, oh, the game runs slower stuff. Especially these games are designed to be built in the SSD. I have a feeling we're going to see some kind of proprietary drives only work for yeah, the consoles. That, uh... Yeah, and I wonder if the optimized hard drive or the SSD, um, obviously, it's going to be NVMe. Um, so that's gonna that's expensive. Will it be that, or will it be some hybrid system like how Optane works? Um, I don't think I don't think they're gonna put two terabytes worth of NVMe storage in a console. And that's what's gonna be tight because these games are so huge. So it's like you know we're building these games that are gonna be have this crazy hardware in them and they're going to be super optimized for consoles. Yeah. And this, any special chip that they put in, um, will have a leg up against what the PC people have, um, without any proprietary and the vastness of hardware that, uh, uh, dev companies have to deal with. I still don't think, I don't think, um, the, yeah, I think the solution they're going to still have is a hybrid, uh, system. Because, uh, like you were said with Spider-Man, if you load an extremely fast storage and you tell it to cache some, just a loading screen, because if you do it enough times, it'll just be like, oh, I'll cache this chunk of data and I'll be able to load it into RAM and load it into VRAM and run it super fast. So I don't think if you were to not go to that loading screen in like a good four different game launches i think you'd still get the extended um startup but if that's the game you're launching like um you could launch it every day like you wake up you launch it get home from work launch it um after dinner launch it yeah i think your launch times and your um your load times are gonna be faster i just don't think it's gonna be consistent so this is where it gets really interesting because microsoft also confirmed confirmed in their latest post that when you load a game up, it remembers exactly where you were and it picks up immediately where you left off. They have that feature now, kind of, in the Xbox One, but now they're going to have multiple game support for it. So you basically you load right into the game exactly where you left off without having to reload the whole loading screen or loading from you know the main menu again. They're just going to pick up right where you left off and you're going to be able to save multiple games like that. So if you're like, let's say you're playing Halo Infinite and you're at this one part of the campaign and you want to jump into Forza, you go to the Forza exactly where you were when you left off without having to wait. So Microsoft said that with the Xbox Series S, players can theoretically have a rotating salvo of games ready to play at any time. If you're waiting for a friend to log on for a Halo Infinite game, you can load up into a lobby and switch back to whatever single player game you're jamming on. When it comes time to party up, swap back over without losing any time. But having that quick resume function is going to be great. But here's the thing, which is why I recommend people wait to buy a new TV because this HDMI 2.1 is going to be a huge upgrade for um, for gaming because these consoles are going to be able to support 120 FPS gaming on a television. So if you're waiting to buy a TV, wait don't get one until you can get one that's HDMI 2.1 compatible because you're going to want to be playing Halo Infinite at 120 frames per second on your, you know, 60-inch 4K TV. Let's be real. Yeah, I, 
and you're going to want to do enough research on the TV to know what modes you have to set it to in order to get proper uh, response times. Exactly. So you want to be able to take advantage of that because this is a huge feature that they just announced. And having that on a console do 120 frames per second is huge because we only have had 60 frames per second for, you know, basically for the past all generations previously. So having 120 frames that you don't need a, uh, you know, a big gaming PC to do it is awesome. However, I do wish that they had a display port on there so you could do 144 hertz. That would be awesome. Yeah, but how close do people normally have it to their uh, to their uh, TVs? To their monitors, you, know you mean? Have... Yeah, or the monitors, because that'll be interesting. Will people start actually uh, proper desk gaming with these instead of having them at a TV? Obviously, still going to be a living room console, a living room device, so... Yeah, and with with how big these things are, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see because we know the design of the Xbox Series X, as we mentioned before, it looks like a mini ITX build, but the Sony PlayStation Five definitely looks a little different uh, in terms of uh, the demo because they they showed the um, sorry, I'm just gonna say that again. Um, the PlayStation Five looks different in terms of the way it looks, at least the demo kit compared to the Xbox One Series X because it's like this weird horse, this weird slant in the middle of it, and it looks really strange. So, do I think it's gonna look like the dev kit? No, because the history shows that dev kits don't look at all like the the console. But I am curious to see if Sony's gonna make like a a slimmed down version of their console that they can that they can take advantage of this hardware. But for for now, for this first go around, I would be very surprised if we don't see Sony have a console as big as Microsoft's because. To, like we mentioned, to cool these things, these things get hot, and these things are gonna run like super, super crazy. So and and cooling, it makes me it, it it irritates me that no one has thought. Oh, why don't we put a removable filter on these things? Yeah, that is interesting. Have there's not like just a removable filter to catch dust? I'm surprised. I, that is a good point. I've been wa- lately watching um uh this one YouTuber who will take apart um, old, broken-down um, Xbox Ones and PS4s and just clean them out. I'm like, that's disgusting. Why can't we easily clean our own out? And then no one in this community, no one who is buying a console, the, at least the average person, knows how to proper, knows how to take it apart and it feels confident enough to rip off the war- uh, warranty uh, void sticker, even though uh, the warranty is from 2013 or even or later. It would be nice because these things, the fans you can get cir- better performance the, if you clean it out. Yeah, regularly. With, with the fans circulating like crazy, I would be, uh, it, you know, it's gonna be kind of crazy if if they don't have that feature, which it looks like they don't. So, but I am very curious, dude. How much is this thing gonna be with these specs that we talked about to build a PC on the market with these specs? You're dropping 800 900 bucks easily. How much do you think this is going to be? Do you think this is going to be a $500 system like I do? Or do you think Microsoft is going to say, you know what? Screw it. We want to really compete this generation. We had a terrible start last generation when Sony absolutely annihilated us. Sony basically won the generation by having that, that commercial where the guy says, you want to share PS3 games? Here you go. 
or you want to share PS4 games? Here you go. You take the disc, you hand it to your friend, and he puts it in his console, and that was the ad. Where Microsoft tried DRM and all kinds of Garbo stuff that, that everyone hated. I am curious if Microsoft is going to say, screw it, we're launching this thing for 400 bucks. That would be insane. Well, it depends on what services they have. Can, are they going to make a bundle that's a little bit more and uh, sell uh, PlayStation Plus with it? Um, roping people into that subscription. Well, it will be interesting because Microsoft said that Xbox Game Pass is going to carry over for the next generation of consoles. And they said that all their first-party games are going to get updates. So if you buy an Xbox One game and as soon as you upgrade to the Xbox Series X, you get the Xbox Series X game for free. There's no need to worry about buying the game twice, one for this generation, one for this for that generation. You just automatically get the next version. And that is awesome. I give massive props to that. Do you think that'll hurt their sales? Actually, the way Microsoft is is doing business right now is very different than Sony because Microsoft, since they're more than just a gaming company, right? Because most of Sony's market share does come from gaming. It's keeping it real. Microsoft, they have Windows. They have, you know, their their whole ecosystem, right? Microsoft Mm -hmm. now is moving to the point where they're trying to sell you on a service so they want you – they don't care if you're playing on PC. They don't care if you're playing on the Series X. They don't care if you're playing on the Xbox One X. They want to keep people in the same family. And to do that, they want you to buy Xbox Game Pass because that is where they're going to be making a ton of their money. So I don't think it's going to be a problem, especially for games coming the Xbox that are already on games Xbox Game Pass and are coming to Game Pass. To me, I think that this is a great decision, and I think it's very pro, pro-consumer, which is something – they're doing much better than uh, than they did at the previous generation when they made they were trying to do all this crazy DRM stuff. Oh well, yeah, that pissed a lot of people off. You can install Windows 10 for free if you can deal with the uh, the little bug. <laughs> yeah, the watermark. <laughs> you know, I heard a ru- rumor recently that Windows 7 might be open source. I doubt that's ever going to happen. God though. no. There's so. But much... wouldn't that be amazing? There's so much proprietary code in there. There's no way. I know. Wouldn't that be amazing though if Windows 7 was open source? They'd make they'd make Vista open source before they make 7. I know. It's I, again, it's not going to happen, but wouldn't it be amazing? I I wouldn't even bother thinking about something that that's so remote. <laughs> wow, something for at least a yes. No. I'm not I don't <laughs> care. Okay, okay, fine. Boo. If I wanted an open source OS which it is very tempting all the time if i didn't just work in a corporate environment um it linux already has 10 times better i'm not a fan of linux you do know you can there's there's so many you can transfer your distros so easily i like windows dude i'm a windows guy i don't use macs i don't like macs i don't like iphones i'm a windows guy i'm an android guy it's it's the new server os Maybe Linux is good, but I don't know. Windows just makes things easy. Even Windows 10, a lot of people give crap about Windows 10, but I don't mind it. I think Windows 10 is good. Yeah, as, as, as soon as I don't just randomly get a crash from the OS running for three days straight, yeah, then I'll go. <laughs> you don't think uh, you don't think the the Xbox Series X is going to have Windows 10 on it, do you? No, they've already got the their uh, the way that they did. Um their games now i think works perfect um 
obviously it's going to have similar environments because it's going to be easier. The the closer they make it to Windows, obviously the better, but um, there's so many features in Windows that don't need to be on an Xbox that will make the lesser hardware better. So then there's no reason to actually make it like Windows. No, I don't. I don't think they're gonna do. I don't think they're gonna do that either. It'd be. Uh, I think they want to keep that market separate, even though they're trying to combine Xbox Game Pass Ultimate to have Xbox Live Game Pass and Game Pass on PC. I think they're trying to combine it. Yes, but I don't think they're gonna go so far as putting Windows on the, on the next gen console. I just don't see that happening. Yeah. Although, although that would be really interesting to see them like sell a windows box in an xbox case yeah for 400 or 500 bucks with those specs that'd be nuts <laughs> staples would go staples uh fans would go fanatics would be fanatic you know what'd be crazy though like what if what if they even if they went if they did this if they said okay maybe we won't have windows 10 pro on there but we'll have windows 10 s or something uh, that, how how would you that would be crazy too windows I think. 10 s that's but a they're whole not another problem for another conversation. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to do that either. I think no, I think it's going to be a proprietary even though this thing is basically a PC, I think it's just going to be a proprietary OS on it and the games are going to be optimized to run on that OS. Period. And that also goes with PlayStation. Oh yeah, the lighter your base OS is, the better. So, um oh, we forgot to mention this as well. Hardware accelerated ray tracing and audio ray tracing. I'm finally excited because I have a graphics card that has ray tracing in it. I'm really excited to finally get games capable of true hardware accelerated ray tracing. This is going to be awesome with dynamic lighting and actual texture shadows and reflections and things like that. That's going to be badass, man. Oh, yeah, and this is where uh, NVIDIA was ahead of the curve, but if you're putting it in a console game devs definitely have more of a motivation because everyone who owns that console will then have it. I don't think we'll see it very often at launch. Obviously, none of the games are going to have it at uh have a lot of uh, none of the third parties are probably going to have it at launch. Um it'll be interesting to watch all these games get major updates. Oh yeah, I can't wait to see what Cyberpunk uh, 2077 is going to look like on the next-gen consoles. But again, like you said, are the first-party games, those are the games I really want to see the most because I think those games are going to really take advantage of the hardware more than the third parties. I would very much enjoy playing Sea of Thieves uh, with the ray tracing. Well, when Sea of Thieves gets that Xbox Series X update, dude, that's going to be incredible. When we really get to see the ray tracing and the water effects in that game, that's going to be cool. But... Yeah, and the audio ray tracing is basically the same principles except for sound, meaning that the audio acoustics are going to be... They're going to have more of a three-dimensional sound to it. They're going to be, from what I understand, I don't know too much about it, but it, they're going to be more dynamic ranges and oh things along those lines. So we're going to get more multi-driver headphones. Looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to use your whole, uh, that, your whole uh, surround sound? in game then use this multi-driver headphone set well we'll see what happens man because uh it's gonna be interesting because i know that they're also focusing in you know as low latency as possible with the controllers that was another thing that the controllers are pretty much going to be similar from 
from the eighth to the ninth generation consoles from both companies, but they are focusing on getting the latency as low as possible for for the wireless Bluetooth. Oh yeah, because if you can then sponsor, have competitive gamers play on your console, and then you can tell people, oh, you have to use the uh, the controller for this tournament, and then you're sponsoring the tournament and your Xbox is all over the place or your PlayStation 5 is all over the place, yeah, that, that'll that be big. Yeah, I, it would be. I, I still think the way the pro gaming community is, you know, I mean, let's be real here. The pro gamer community care about, they care about like the .0001 frames, literally. Uh, <laughs> um, I think that these guys are still going to play wire controllers no matter what. But for me and for you, having these low latency controllers is going to be awesome. I think that's going to be a great upgrade. So they're also focusing on variable refresh rate. What variable refresh rate, what this is going to do is it's going to allow the screen's refresh rate to be in accordance with the game's fresh rate. So there's always in sync. So pretty much what this means is that sometimes your TV can be in a different refresh rate than the game and it can look wonky. They're going to be able to match it with your consumer TV and match the, the refresh rate from the console to the TV. So do you think Sony would put out a specific... Uh, PlayStation 5 optimized TV? Ooh, that is a very good question. You know, it would be interesting to see if they do a partnership, if either company does a partnership with a television manufacturer. That would be interesting. Yeah, like certify TVs, because they can both use FreeSync, it seems like, it with what hardware they're using. Because if they if they make gaming TVs... That's going to be really interesting. Well, yeah, there's already gaming TVs. Um, like, Asus has theirs. But with a mainstream company, is what I'm saying. Not that Asus is... Yeah, is... and we'll finally have uh, low latency ref- uh, and low like low refresh rate, or high refresh rate, low latency uh, monitors that you don't have to put it in PC mode for your console. Well, that, exactly, right? Because the thing is, like, if they, if they can partner, like, Samsung to make this happen or something like that, that would be very interesting mm-hmm. and be like, hey, here's the newest Samsung TV. It's made specifically for the next-gen consoles. <laughs> Put the Xbox One in a TV. Yeah, no. <laughs> no way. No way. Not anytime soon, um, which it would be pretty crazy. But Well, they're putting Rokus in a TV. Yeah, yeah it's a Roku. You know, a Roku is not running a, a, you know, an AMD Ryzen CPU. Yeah, so I think that's pretty much kind of all the features we know. Basically, the, the, the main gist of it is that these things are going to be beefy. These things are going to be powerful. And we don't know a whole lot of information on when they're coming out slash what the price is going to be because we made our predictions for that. But these things are going to be going to be so powerful, and I cannot wait to see what the games are going to look like. But speaking of games, though, because that's the most important thing, what games do you think? we're going to see for these next generation of consoles because we know Halo Infinite is going to come out, which I hope is good. And from what we saw a little bit, it looks great. But I really want to see this game in action. I want to see gameplay. I want to see multiplayer. I want to see campaign. I want to know what the hell is going on with this game. But in terms of what Sony what Sony's coming out with and what other stuff uh, Microsoft's coming out with, you know, if I'm dropping 500 bucks on this console with all these specs... I want to get a game that could take advantage of it when it when it comes out of the box. You know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, I'll just keep playing the Xbox, the, the you know the regular Xbox One. So, what games do you think Sony is gonna maybe do some nostalgia and try to 
you know, let's say reboot an old series to, to get people back? Or is Microsoft going to come out with another franchise game? Like, like what do you think they're going to do to help get the hype and captivate us to buy these things? Yeah, I feel like we would have already heard about it by now. Um, if there was a big title that was going to come out, although it's still all, it's still comparatively early. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if on launch day, it's more or less, uh, just, um, updates from Xbox one games. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering if it's going to be the same thing either. Cause, cause when people buy an Xbox one series X, it's so weird to say that name. I can't get over it. Um, you know, they're going to go to the store and they're going to get that in Halo Infinite and, or, or if they have Xbox Game Pass, you know, they'll have Halo Infinite already. So I think that you're right, that we're going to see the main title come out for, for the Xbox be Halo, and everything else that comes with it are just going to be updates for it and say, this game's going to look better on the new console. Yeah, and it's going to play better. <laughs> yeah, and it's going to play better. It's going to play smoother. You get a higher refresh rate. But Sony, on the other hand... They don't really have a service like Game Pass. Yeah, they have PlayStation Now, but it's not nearly as good as Game Pass. It doesn't necessarily have the the, the captivating features of Game Pass. So I, I wonder if Sony's going to take take that page out of Microsoft's playbook and do a kind of Game Pass-style service for their next generation of console and bring games like Spider-Man, which they've been basically... They're, they're not demoing what it looks like, but they're demoing the loading screens... <laughs> Which is kind of funny to say, but yeah, they're you know they're showing off how much faster the loading screens are and you know the power of that stuff. So I wonder if they're gonna if they're gonna do something like that as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they also have a mar either of them have a marketing ca campaign about how um, oh you get aggravated or you get bored with how long your game takes to load with this new console. You can do it in less time. I agree a hundred percent. I think that's going to be a huge marketing thing because that's what they talk about quite a bit and. They were mentioning that in in both press conference uh, conferences last year. Well, Sony didn't have one, but you know, in their in their information reveals that they've talked about, it's like, yeah, loading screens are a big thing we're focusing on this generation. Cutting that down. This whole quick resume movement, I guess you could call it, from from both sides to try to get these games to load simultaneously on different save states and things like that. I think that's going to be a big selling point, and I think that's going to be something they're really going to focus on in the advertising. Yeah, when I can play it. Like, I'll go back to see if these, because it was one of the very big, it was the biggest first one, uh, well, the first biggest one that I am at least aware of, um, that I could play on my PC, and I had no motivation to upgrade my Xbox to one of the S's or the X, um, or, well, yeah, the X or whatever the other ones are. Yeah, the Xbox One, the Xbox One S, and the Xbox One X. Yes. Oh, it's X series, okay. Yeah, and then the new one, the new, the, yes, the ninth generation one, and they're calling it the Series X. That's the that's the yeah. temporary name. And you gotta get a better features than what the PC people have. If you can make a device that has more features, because what motivation do I have right now when I it, with my laptop with a uh, GTX 1050 Ti in it has more hardware than an Xbox? Well, here's where your motivation is, right? Number one, these consoles, they're going to be launching retail price to build these things. If you and I were to buy these parts, it's at least 900 bucks, right? Because obviously Microsoft and Sony are not paying retail price to build these. So you're getting a very powerful, capable PC for considering a bargain in, in today's time, okay? So that's number one. 
Number two is you're going to get games that are going to be optimized from the hardware, right? So even though we have these 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 powerful PCs and they're able to play these games at high resolutions and such, they don't necessarily take advantage of the hardware in terms of AI, in terms of worlds and levels and stuff like that. These consoles are because the games are going to be built around the hardware, whereas the games now that are built around the hardware, they're used it for upscaling graphics and and maybe speed and resolution and things like that. These consoles are gonna are gonna the game the way we play games are gonna be altered in this generation more so than the eighth generation. Okay, so that's number two, and I think really the third the third reason is again just the integration with the services here like Game Pass. There's gonna be a lot of games that aren't gonna be on the Game Pass PC that are gonna be on on the console that we're gonna want to play. You know, Xbox Live is still a, a really good online service that Nintendo and Sony definitely... Sony's gotten much better than they were during the PS3 age, but Sony's still catching up in some ways, and Nintendo is, you know, still in 1985, when they, you know, you know, in order to, to, to do their internet. I so. just got out a big, fat iPhone. That's about it. I, got, I, had to, I have an expensive, um, proprietary hardware phone that I can stick two controllers on either side, basically. I want to really see how the generation changes as time goes on and how we play these games. You know, how good, how crazy is this AI going to be? Are we going to have like really dynamic AI that it feels like I'm playing against a real person? Yeah, will it have dedicated chips? Will it have dedicated uh, process nodes like uh, uh, ray tracing? Will it have like how ray tracing is, um, at least on the RTX series? Because again, we know again like uh, uh, the benchmark game that I had for my PC, right? I use I used Metro, the Metro series, the Metro um, Metro Exodus, which had ray tracing. It was one of the first games I had, and it looks great. But I want to see how this evolves going forward, and how the audio ray tracing evolves going forward in a 5.1 surround system, right? Oh yeah. I want to see. I want to see how these TVs are going to be able to play these games at 120 frames and and. Hopefully native 4K. Hopefully they can keep that that um, that promise going forward. Again, we're not getting 8K. That's going to be upscale resolution. If that, don't kid yourself. We're not getting native 8K. Yeah, That's, PC can't do 8K. No, no, no PC can do 8K, and nobody is even broadcasting or streaming 8K. That's just not happening. So hey. 4K is now just coming into play. Yeah, most over-the-air televisions are at 720p. Yeah, and they're and they're heavily compressed, right, from the cable. Oh company. yeah, well, so. uh, actually, the cable would probably be better. Um, but over the air, and then. Oh yeah, over the air, absolutely. Over the air, they're trying to shove three, four, five, six. The more dot channels you have, the lower your bit rate. And then if one channel's got a sporting game on it, good luck watching any of the other channels if they have a variable bit rate. Yep, exactly. So. That's the main reason that that I'm interested in, in seeing what these consoles can do. But I also want to again, I, which which one I'm going to get off the bat, I honestly don't know because they're both very interesting and they're both making great cases. But I want to see both consoles, right? Because it's it's still too early to say. Because I get this question all the time. You know, which next gen, what next gen console should I buy? What next gen, what next gen console are you getting? I don't know, right? Because maybe for the first little while. You know, I'm I'm gonna be playing Halo Infinite on the PC for sure, absolutely for mm -hmm. sure. But I don't know if I'm gonna decide to get a console this year if they even come out this year, or if I'm gonna wait another year because I want to see what games are coming out, 
besides Halo. Yeah. I want to see what the exclusives are, and I want to see if there's going to be a Game Pass-like service on the PlayStation, because if there is, yeah, that's going to be a huge selling point me for to go that route. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just thinking now, because yeah, we brought up, I brought up over the air. Would you, would it be easier for you to pull the trigger if an Xbox, if Microsoft came out or uh, Sony came out and said, "Hey, you can now plug an over-the-air antenna into our uh, our unit and um and use it as a DVR." No, I wouldn't give a crap about that, oh. and I don't think a lot of people would. Cause, cause here's the thing: Microsoft did that with the cable box. This generate, you know, the eighth generation, saying, "Oh, look, your Xbox can become a cable box," and a lot of people don't give a crap about that. So I don't think I don't. I to be honest with you, dude, I don't think that's happening. Oh well, yeah, I yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, the Xbox One tried to be that where you could plug your um your cable box into it. So put it this way, dude: I don't think many people, even listening to this podcast right now understand that you can get channels over the air for free (laughs) you know like let's be real here um it is a great point though it'd be cool but here's the thing though because we we didn't touch on this yet there are rumors that every single playstation game that ever came out is going to be backwards compatible with the playstation 5 if that's the case dude i'm buying that thing can i play burnout um on it can I, can I play my old disc of Burnout from PlayStation 2? That's what would be incredible is because the rumor is that they're going to have backwards compatibility for every PlayStation. That would be crazy because especially, especially if they can get the PS3 because, you know, the PS, P, PS3 had that crazy CPU that was hard to develop for. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, that, that whole, the $600, you know, <laughs> that whole fiasco. But if they're able to get that happening on the PS5, that would be utterly insane and that would be such a huge selling point for me to buy that thing over the xbox oh yeah then they could make a subscription service and then make bank off that oh yeah so if that's the case dude you know i'm sold i'm sold i'm gonna ps5 no matter what because that i literally have a retro console and a current gen console that can just do everything and i don't have to worry about hooking up a ps2 a ps1 you know, I have a TV, especially, again, with these new TVs that are no longer doing composite or components long gone, and you need converters and stuff like that. If Sony says, you know what, we know that we're part, we know that these next gen, these, these new TVs are not having these features, boom, PS5 is going to have native support for all these games, and you can just use your HDMI cable and be good to go. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be so awesome. And then, oh, you you have you may have the disc, which can validate you own the game. But if you pay this, your graphic, all your graphics, um, will get upgraded. So both both companies have some really really enticing enticing deals and and enticing features on these consoles. And again, it's just it's too hard to see which one's better because E three is I think going to get canceled this year. And E3 is already slowly dying anyway. Well, yeah. not really slowly now. It's it's really dying because Sony wasn't going to go even with the coronavirus going on. Oh, yeah. But I, I think that once we find out for sure if these consoles are delayed or not, that's when we'll know when we can start hearing more information. Yep. So, yeah, so we've talked about the hardware. We've talked about everything, all the 
that we know about now. With this information, would you pre-order it, or how long are you going to wait? I am going to wait before I pre-order or do anything like that because I want to see both. Con- First off, I want to see what both consoles freaking look like. I want to see, you know, even though I I saw the 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 3D animation of the Xbox Series X, I want to see that thing on a freaking table, and I want to see how big this thing is, and I want to see them playing games. All right, that's number one. Number two, I want to know what the hell's coming out, right? Okay, Halo's coming out as as I keep saying over and over and over again, right? I want to see what else is coming out. I want to know what else is coming out for both sides, right? Because because we only know okay, you know, God, there's God of War coming out. I think, and there's going to be some Lord of the Rings game, and you know, watch a new Watch Dogs game. Or okay, fine, but those are again, those are current generations games that are being ported for the next gen, right? So my number two point is, I want to see what the next generation of gaming is, okay, or or at least what it could be. That's when I think I'm going to decide to get this thing, because and and number three is price, okay. I want to know how much thing, this thing costs before I decide to make a decision on which one to get. And and I want and what I mean by this, I want to I want to see what Microsoft says and wait until what Sony says because if Sony says it's five hundred bucks and Microsoft says it's four hundred bucks, you know I lean towards more of the four hundred dollar mark. So, but again, if Sony has that that backwards compatibility, which I'm also waiting for to be confirmed, you know it's tough. It's tough because. I think eventually I'm going to get both. This generation, I did not have a PlayStation, and I kind of regretted it because there's games I want to play on there. But I'm probably going to get both at some point. But I want to hear what you what you think because those are my three reasons. So hearing you, I, I'm i definitely nowhere going to need – nowhere get it at launch. No, I have no desire. I have no time to play the games um, right now. Um, so – I, I, the thing is, the, it's guaranteed, the longer I wait, the cheaper they're going to (laughs) be. So. That holds true. You know, that's true. But at the same time, though, you get a lot of value if you get the, if you get the consoles early on, because what this gen, how long was the eighth generation was what? Six years? I think. 2014. When when did they come out? 2013. Yeah. It's like 2013 to 2020. That's a long time. So. You know, you, that generation you paid four hundred bucks or you paid five hundred bucks, depending on what you got, what console you got, and you you and we're and there's still cable playing games now. You know, you got your money's worth. Yeah, and it'll we'll also have to see what what they're they're saying it'll do and what it in all reality will do. Because like you said, it won't do a K true a K. Will it do true four K? I don't think so. Not at the 120 refresh rate. I'd be happy with a nice. I I'd be happy with a nice true 2K, uh, 144p. So yeah. So I I again I I much prefer higher frame rate over resolution. So I'm curious to see what other people are gonna think. And and what would be very interesting as well with this generation is are we gonna start getting game sliders? Are you gonna be able to say you know what? I want higher resolution instead of higher frame rate. Are we going to be able to decide that on these consoles? That would be interesting. If we could actually do settings changes, you know? Oh, yeah. That <laughs> that would be crazy. It's like, okay, I want 4K 60. I want 2K 144, you know? Yeah, like that if, would be insane. If it's a storybook game, I want 
the 8K resolution or the 4K resolution, whatever your TV's max is, and then um, have it look as beautiful as possible. It's 30 frames per second. Doesn't matter. It's a storybook game. Right. But if it's like, you know, an online shooter, then we'll transition over to 100, 120 frames. Yeah. So I hope they do that. That's what I would want, I think. That's one of my most requested features this generation. Anything else that you wanted to add about this generation of consoles, my friend? We This is a good overview, I think, of of kind of what to expect on it. Again, a lot of people know this information, but I want to hear your thoughts on it before we start hearing some stuff. And and one of the main questions that again we that I get all the time is, why aren't we seeing more from Sony? Why aren't we seeing price? Why aren't we seeing release table? And again, I think that these consoles may be delayed into spring 2021, which wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing because I think uh, it worked in Nintendo's favor very well when they released the Nintendo Switch in spring. That was a very successful launch for them. Yeah, everyone had their Christmas money. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, right? If the Olympics gets significantly altered due to the coronavirus, I think we will see Sony and Microsoft come out with statements saying the console's coming out next year. If they don't, if the factories start going back on track, the Tokyo Olympics starts going off back on track, I think we'll have a good chance of seeing these things come out this year, right? It depends on a lot of factors. We might see it at a higher price um, because they'll the they're uh, they'll have to take away from their margin um, on this first batch. No, it seems like they're gonna have to take a chunk out of their margin for uh, accelerated manufacturing. So if they have to speed up the rates of manufacturing because everyone wasn't working, because again they shouldn't be working right now anyway. It's terrible that they would be. When they, whenever things starts coming back to normal, and they, and the manufacturing companies say, okay, you know, now we, uh, we can do it, we can, we can make these consoles, but it's gonna cost you guys. I think the price, I think the price is gonna also be determined from that, because if the console, let's just say Microsoft was, and Sony were both planning on launching this thing four hundred bucks, and the manufacturing process to get these things accelerated was higher, they might say, ooh, we'll launch it for five hundred now to make up for the price difference yeah and then you'll always have the early adopters who will pay whatever price you market at i guess we'll end on this note in terms of a ballpark price range my prediction is 500 bucks do you think we're gonna see an over or under on that i'm taking 500 bucks if we're gonna see it i think it's gonna be over i don't see it being under i don't see it launch if it launched so i'm gonna say launch holiday it's going to be uh i'd say 650 and then second, no well 650 wait 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 a second and then the second year it's at least or at least at the black friday they're gonna knock 100 bucks off of it maybe 150 i don't know if they will because nintendo still doesn't do that with the switch and it works out well for them that's nintendo nintendo has not yeah but they haven't discounted their console and it's worked out well for them well microsoft and sony could follow suit dude they might ne- not necessarily want to do... They might do a game bundle. They might not knock down the price for a couple years. Uh, uh, yeah, that I guess that's kind of what I did. Uh, and then GameStop and other places will offer other discounts for uh, to entice you in to buy their holiday units. If GameStop's still around next year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> they had the best deal on the Switch. I, I, That was the one time, one and only time I've ever sat in line. Or not sat in line, stood in line for Black Friday. 
I think the consoles are going to be a high $600, and I think that's the max price they can do. I think that's the max price they can do, and I think that the lowest price they're going to do is 500 because I think if they both come out with a second iteration of their console with that might be a little less powerful, that might not have all the features, I think that's when they'll knock it down to 400 bucks or maybe a little cheaper, but... We shall see. Next-gen consoles are right around the corner, and this is a very exciting time to be to be a fan of video games, to be a fan of tech. And even if you're a PC gamer, this benefits you because now your hyper-accelerated PC is going to have all the features that these consoles are going to have. That's going to conclude this episode of the Generation Zen Podcast. This was a fun little conversation about the next generation of gaming with yep. technology expert Andrew Gilbert. Sure. We're going to have lots more once we get more information on these next-gen consoles, once we get a price, once we get more specs, once we see what the hell these things look like in person, me and Andrew are going to come right back on the show and do an emergency podcast where we talk about these features in depth. So I'm excited for this generation of consoles. It's coming out soon. Hopefully, hopefully we don't have to wait another year. But obviously, the safety of everybody is more important than getting these things out. And to stop this disease from spreading because it's getting really out of hand right now. And whatever we got to do to make it stop, we got to make it do a stop. So in the meantime, enjoy your, enjoy your Xbox One. Enjoy your current-gen console. Enjoy your Switch. Enjoy your PC because we don't know when the hell these things are coming out yet. So, guys... Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Generation Zen Podcast. Andrew, thanks again for coming on the show, buddy. It was uh, it was great to have you on. Yeah, it was fun. So he'll be back on again for many more, many more episodes as we continue the hype for the next generation of consoles. And I'll see you all in the next episode. Later, folks. Bye.